is Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome to Wealth Wake Up Live. Dick Donahue with you this Saturday morning, live in studio. And just as an FYI, I don't know if you noticed it, but with Christmas being on a Monday and New Year's cards being on a Monday and all the other things, it seemed like a lot of the uh, information people that I depend on every week for providing different things took the week off. So I decided I was going to do a little bit of the same thing, and uh, I'm going to make this a combo show. So if you're listening today... Uh, if you wake up tomorrow and you say it sounds like a repeat, it will be a repeat because we're going to go ahead and repeat today's show. And I'm going to use some of the material that I usually use on both Saturday and Sunday. So going to start out with our weekly commentary that we usually start on Sunday. And we see a mild recession in the S&P at around 4,500 next year. As we've said a year ago, if it turns out, the Chairman Powell and the Federal Reserve have engineered a soft landing, no recession in 23, with the market ending 23 confident of not having a recession in 24, then stocks should rally substantially in 23, easily beat the S&P target of around 3,900. Well, today, that's what most stock market investors are thinking. A soft landing has been achieved, and they should therefore be optimistic about the future. But we don't think the economy is out of the woods yet. The consensus among economists is now that the economy will continue to grow in 24 with a soft landing and no recession. But we think that's too bullish and see a mild recession, about a half percent drop of real GDP print on the way for 24. The yield curve has been inverted for more than a year. It's likely to remain so well into 24, and the M2 measure of money supply is down 3.3% from a year ago, while commercial industrial loans have also declined. Commercial construction has been temporarily and artificially supported by government subsidies in the past couple of years and should start soon to falter. Payrolls have grown very fast in the last year, even with the unusually low unemployment rate, suggesting that businesses have overhired. Meanwhile, consumer spending looks set to slow. Government payouts, rent and student loan moratoriums, and temporary tax cuts during COVID led to bloated overall savings for many consumers. In turn, that they they could relax in twenty two they could relax in two thousand twenty two and twenty three, and save a smaller part of their ongoing savings than they normally would, but the artificial boost from these government actions is likely to finally run out in twenty four, which suggests to us that consumer spending will also moderate significantly next year. It's also important to realize how much the federal budget deficit expanded this year. The official deficit was about $1.7 trillion in fiscal year 23, would have been over $2 trillion if it hadn't been for the Supreme Court striking down the President Biden's plan to forgive student loans. But that court decision didn't change the government's cash flow. The Education Department just wrote up the value of the loan portfolio. In other words, the underlying cash flow situation of the federal government was no different than it had run a deficit of $2 trillion, or about 7.4% of GDP. For the last year, in fiscal year 22, excluding student loan scoring, the deficit would have been about 4% of GDP. That's a huge one-year spike in the default, or in the deficit, which is temporarily lifted spending. But this won't continue. The budget deficit won't grow again in 24. Given the rally in stocks in 23, big tax payments are likely due, which takes away from this temporary stimulus. What will happen to inflation? Well, we think it keeps heading down in 24, even he may even finish the year at or perhaps temporarily below the Fed's 2% target. However, if we do hit 2%, don't expect it to stay there for long. The Fed is likely to cut rates about as aggressively as the futures market now projects, about 1.5% in 2024. And unless the money supply keeps falling, inflation is likely to move back up in 2025 and beyond, above that 2% target. So what does this mean for stocks? Well, the good news for stocks is that the economy is weaker than expected. Inflation keeps heading down. Long-term interest rates will tend to decline as well. 
That's important because our capitalized profits model is take nationwide profits into the GDP report and discounts them by the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield to do, calculate fair value. So if we use the 10-year yield of 3.5%, the model says that the S&P 500 is fairly valued with current profits at about 4600 In other words, for the first time in many years, the U.S. stock market is very close to its fair value. And the path of both profits and 10-year Treasury yields in the next year is uncertain. We do expect profits to be weaker than the consensus expects in 24, and the Fed rate cuts above 150 basis points, again, 1.5%, the 10-year to end the year at about 3.5%. Putting this all together, thinking the fact that the S&P 500 closed last a week ago at about 4,700, we think it finishes 2024 around 4,500 or maybe a little lower. Remember, this is not a trading model. It doesn't mean investors should run out and sell their stocks. It just means investors need to be selective. The past few years have been the most difficult time to forecast in our careers. The U.S. economy has never gone through COVID lockdowns before, plus a reopening, along with such massive peacetime fiscal and monetary stimulus. We understand many think we can do this all with little or no significant impact on the economy. But we don't believe that that's conventional wisdom. 2024 could be a very interesting, if not a tough year. <clears throat> I'm going to start out here with our weekly wrap-up for the week. The three major indices closed 2023 on a nine-week win streak. Participation was below average throughout most of the week as investors looked ahead for another extended holiday weekend. Markets are going to be closed on Monday for New Year's Day. Another factor that kept participation light was understanding that stocks have made big move higher since October, which had the S&P 500 approaching its all-time high close of 47.956.56 this week. The S&P 500 reached 47.93 at its high on Thursday, but backed off from the close and logged a slim decline on Friday. Small cap stocks underperformed this week, leaving the Russell 2000 down three-tenths of 1%. The loss leaves the index up 12.1% in December, up 15.1% for the year. And the S&P 500, the NASDAQ registered gains of 4.4 and 4.5% respectively in December, which leaves them up 24.2 and 43.4 respectively for the year. Four of the S&P 500 sectors declined this week, while seven sectors logged gains. The energy sector, down 1.4%, was the worst performer by a decent margin followed by consumer discretionary down four-tenths of 1%, communication services down four-tenths of 1%. Meanwhile, the utilities sector were up 1.1%, consumer staples up 1.1%. They saw the largest gains. Only three sectors declined in 2023. Utilities were down 10.2, energy down 4.8, and consumer staples down 2.2. While information technology was up 56.4, communication services up 54.4, and consumer discretionary was up 41%. Those are the sectors that saw the biggest gains by far thanks to their mega-cap constituents. The the mega-cap growth ETF surged 50.8% in 2023. The S&P 500 equal weight ETF logged in an 11.7% gain. Notably, the 10-year note crossed the year, crossed the year unchanged at 3.88% after reaching an interday high of 5.02% in mid-October, and the two-year note declined 17 basis points for the year to 4.25%. Going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Thanks for being with us. Cash in on nostalgia. Barron's historic payback program is back and bigger than ever. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. That's right. The older the equipment, the more you'll save. So many things get better with age. But unfortunately, your water heater isn't one of them. Until now. During Barron's payback program, you can earn up to $500 on a water heater replacement. And Barron will double that discount for tankless. Spoiler alert. Two lucky customers win free installations, including the customer with the oldest furnace. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. Good things come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's payback program is happening now through January 31st. 
Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit barronheating.com for details. A crisp company logoed shirt or uniform from Bergen. Whatcom County's local logo apparel experts makes your employees look and feel more professional. Bergen pairs their commitment to personal service with professional results, specializing in embroidery and all kinds of logoed promotional products. Unlike when you place an order online, Bergen's guarantees that your order will be completed on time to your specifications with a smile. Get your logo on the best brand names out there from North Face, Carhartt, Columbia, Russell Outdoor, Adidas and Izod, Van Heusen, Tommy Hilfinger, and more. Your employees will want to rep your brand in Bergen's logoed work apparel. And why not start a new company tradition with Employee Milestones Appreciation Customized Gear? Elevate your brand with Bergen Customized Company Apparel. From polos to sweatshirts, ball caps to bags and more. Bergen does it all. Give them a call to get a quote within 24 hours. Or stop by the showroom Monday through Thursday on Iron Gate in Bellingham. And online at bergenembroidery.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Welcome back to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you this Saturday morning here on KGMI. And as I mentioned when we started, today's show is a combo show, so we will be using it as a repeat tomorrow for Sunday's show. A lot because of all the people taking vacations, there just isn't the normal material that we normally would get out for during the week. So uh, we are Asset Advisors. We are located out on the Pacific Highway. That's out heading out to Ferndale North on Old Highway 99. I guess it's called Pacific Highway now. Anyway, north of the Slater Road on your right, we're in the Pacific Commerce Center next to Wilson's Furniture, and our address is 5060 Pacific Highway, Suite 101, Ferndale, 98248. Our phone number, 360-733-1200. So continuing on with our weekly summary, we're going to talk about what the market did on Tuesday, which was the first trading day of the week. And the market closed with gains on Tuesday, amid the Santa Claus rally period, which includes the first, last five trading days of the year and the first two trading days of the new year. Participation was below average to begin this holiday-shortened week due to investors remaining in vacation mode ahead of another extended holiday weekend. The three major industries closed the gains and ranged from 0.4% to a half percent after taking a modest turn lower in the last 30 minutes of trading. The Russell 2000 was a relative outperformer among major indices, climbing 1.2%. The S&P 500, for its part, traded within 15 points of its all-time high at 47.96 at its high of the day. In addition to the seasonality factor, the positive bias was supported by some M&A buzz in the biotech industries. Bristol-Myers is acquiring raised bile. Uh, for $62.50 a share in cash, which is 104% premium over Friday's closing price. And AstraZeneca is acquiring Gracel Biotechnologies for, for an upfront cash por- uh, portion of $10 per ADS, that's a, a foreign share, which is a 62% premium over Friday's close. So reviewing Tuesday's economic data, we saw that the October FHA housing price index was up three-tenths of 1%. The October S&P Case-Shiller Home Index is up 4.9%. On Wednesday, we saw the major indices settled the session slightly higher than Tuesday's session. Volume was light again on the New York Stock Exchange, which is not surprising ahead of another extended holiday weekend. A positive response to Wednesday's $58 billion a five-year Treasury note sale, which met excellent demand, saw the major indices jump to session highs. The S&P 500 was up two-tenths of one percent of its best level of the session, trading roughly 11 points below its all-time high close. The major indices all ultimately settled down below those levels, though, and none of the S&P 500 sectors moved more than a half percent in either direction. Another drop in Treasury yields supported by the ongoing positive bias of the spot market. Market rates were already heading lower in front of the five-year note auction results and pulled back further in response. The market did not receive any top-tier economic data on Wednesday, 
But the Richmond Fed Manufacturing Index for December came in at minus 11. That's down from minus 5 that was reported in November. So that one continued to decline. The dividing line between expansion and contraction for this index is zero. So the December reading reflects an acceleration in the rate of contraction for manufacturing activity in the Richmond Fed region. On Thursday, it was another lackluster day for the major indices. The S&P 500, the NASDAQ Composite, the Dow Jones Industrial Average traded up for most of the session with modest gains. The Russell 2000 was down four-tenths of one percent. Meanwhile, underperformed other meanwhile underperformed uh, other indices with a modest decline. The market took a sharp turn lower, though with about 15 minutes left of trading. There was no catalyst behind the, the late sell-off. Market participants were perhaps frustrated that the S&P 500 kept knocking on the door of its prior record closing high, but wasn't let in. The pullback coincided with a decline in buying activity amid thin trading conditions, and which accelerated as the afternoon slide. Rather than the surge of selling interest, the S&P 500 reached 4793.30 at its high on Thursday. Market breadth was mixed for most of the session, but turned slightly negative ahead of the close. So looking at Thursday's economic data, we saw the initial jobless claims at 218,000, continuing claims at 1.875 million. The key takeaway from this report is that it won't upset the market's perception that the labor market remains in good shape overall, meaning the level of initial claims is not perceived yet as a threat to the soft landing view. And November's pending home sales were flat, basically. And a month prior to this, the week ago, they were up a half a percent. Then moving on to Friday, we saw that the major indices closed with losses in the final trading day of the year. Volume picked up compared to recent sessions, but was still on the lighter side of the New York Stock Exchange. Relative strength in some mega-cap names had provided support for the three major indices early on, leading them to trade slightly higher than Thursday's closing levels. Just about everything retreated from session highs around mid-morning, though. The lack of strong conviction was unsurprising, as the last session of the year after a surge higher since October with the S&P 500 still trading just below its all-time high. The S&P 500 has climbed 15.8% since October 27, registering a 24.2% gain for the year. The muted price action was also the result of market participants looking ahead to the extended holiday weekend. Markets are going to be closed again, as I mentioned earlier, on Monday. So Friday's economic data was limited to the Chicago PMI, which dropped to 46.9 in December, that was down from 55.8 in November, so another regional drop. Okay, so now looking at our year-to-date, uh, uh, final year-end numbers for the year up through yesterday, which is Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average finished with a 13.7% gain for the year. Your NASDAQ index was up 43.4%. Uh, that included a tenth of 1% increase this week. Your S&P 500 for the year is up three-tenths of 1% this week. It's now up 24.2% for the year. That would be its final increase for the year. And then the Russell 2000 was actually down three-tenths of 1% as for the week. And it was also up for the year at 15.1%. So that kind of gives us a summary of what the markets have been doing here in the recent markets. Uh, going to go jump over here. Going to talk about uh, maybe some better market habits for this New Year's resolutions. We need to put weight loss out of the way. Money's on the top mind of Mer- many Americans. 48% say that their New Year's resolutions are going to include better money management, according to an Allianz Life survey. This represents a significant increase from last year when 43% said financial resolution was forthcoming. Even more than 21 when just 33% said they would take the initiative. So despite a strong economy, rising wages, Americans feel bogged down by all-time still, inflation, still high inflation, especially at the grocery store and high interest rates, according to 2023's New Year's Resolution study. The survey was conducted nationwide online in November with about 1,000 nationally representative adults. Millennials are feeling the pinch the most. 59% of that group said that they're adding a financial resolution to their intentions for 24, compared to 39% of Gen Xers and 30% of Boomers. Many people often know that their long-term financial strategy needs to improve, 
but they but they need to take action. But the first steps often include creating a written financial strategy that can serve as a guide for to achieve those goals. The top actions that Americans want to take have to do with increasing savings and paying down debt. 17% want to build an emergency fund, 16% pay down credit cards, 17% put more in retirement, and 20% want to make a budget, the survey found. This is one of the top actions consumers have already taken in 23 in response to financial concerns. Some 36% of respondents said they already have reduced their spending, 23% are exploring more making additional income, and 22% has established meal planning habits to reduce eating out, according to the survey. For long-term financial stability, Americans need to have a plan to mitigate the effects of the rise cost of living. While inflation has slowed in recent highs, inflation is not going away. You need to protect yourself from inflation risk long-term. As for millennials, the repay of, of student Federal student loans is weighing heavily, according to the survey. Almost 20% of millennials said that they restarted paying their loans. 82% of those say the payments are making it hard to make ends meet. And 66% also said that they will reduce retirement contributions to free up money in order to repay their loans. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. We'll be back shortly. As a business owner, you may sometimes have difficulty finding qualified workers. The Northwest Workforce Council, proud partner of WorkSource, provides customized services to businesses seeking new employees. If you own or manage a business in the construction, advanced manufacturing, or medical fields, we can sometimes assist with paying some of the costs of training new staff through our on-the-job training program. The program, funded by the Department of Labor, can help you staff up in a big way. Working with Northwest Workforce Council's internship training program, many businesses and nonprofits can staff up for short-term entry-level positions. This program is a great way to create a pipeline of talent and help people newer to the workforce learn skills that will benefit businesses in the long term. These services are available for businesses in Whatcom, Skagit, Island, and San Juan counties, and space is limited. Go to www.nwc-connect.org and click on Business Services to learn more. That's www.nwc-connect.org and click on Business Services. Northwest Workforce Council is an equal opportunity program. Auxiliary aids and services are available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Washington Relay Service 711. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury in Bellingham. Dedicated to service acknowledges the Whatcom Literacy Council staff, volunteers, and the many community contributors who helped make this year's literacy breakfast a huge success. More than $30,000 was raised to help fund free adult literacy programs in Whatcom County. Improved literacy is a key component to help people become more empowered, employable, and better able to care for themselves and their families, and this money will help provide free tutoring and small group classes for hundreds of local adults motivated to learn. Dedicated to service. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury. Voted best jewelry store in the Northwest. This holiday, start with Neater House of Luxury for their beautiful selection of jewelry with unique and custom designs perfect for the one you love for Christmas and the New year. Find them at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi's back patio. Neater House of Luxury. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash that's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems. 0% interest financing and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. Gaza residents say Israeli tanks are moving south, targeting refugee camps where it says Hamas is operating. CBS's Ian Lee reports from near Gaza. Israel continues to expand its war in Gaza. According to the UN, nearly 2 million Palestinians have now been displaced from the fighting. 
More huge waves are expected in California after massive surf Thursday brought flooding and damage. Dan Roundtree lives in, lives in Ventura. Washed down the street like it was a river that turned and went into our complex and flooded it completely. So we're all trying to recoup. More than 120 people were rescued when the ice flow they were fishing on in northern Minnesota broke off. Nicole Biaggi is with the Department of Natural Resources. It's really not uncommon in the sense that it does happen from year to year that people go out there and the ice breaks away and we have to rescue them. CBS News Brief, I'm Wendy Gillette. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free and I won't forget the men who Welcome back to Wealth Wake Up Live, which will be repeated tomorrow. We're going to do one show this weekend instead of two, just so if you turn it on tomorrow and you think it sounds familiar, it might. <laughs> it will. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about planning ahead for 2024. And first of all, we're going to talk about a little bit about some of the things that you can do to make the most of your retirement savings in the next year. And there's a little self-care gift that costs nothing and has a big payoff. And that's time spent making sure that you're saving the smartest ways for retirement and other long-term goals. Well, finding extra money to save is tough for many people. With holiday expenses heaped onto higher living profits, living costs, there are many ways to set the stage for a stronger financial future. Here's a checklist of money moves that you might want to consider in the next year. Number one, get the match. You've heard it before, and it's worth saying again. If you're in a company 401k plan, or simple, or those types of retirement plans, that offers a match for your contributions, you need to contribute enough to make the full match. It is free money. Many companies match contributions to a degree. The most common matching formula for plans is dollar for dollar, up to 3% of a pre-tax salary, and in many cases also 50% of the next 2% of salary. This formula leaves an employee with a 4% match on top of their 5% contribution, which would basically be a 9% savings rate. But that's below the 15% that we would normally recommend as a goal, but it is a great start. And keep in mind the match is not, is not the max. Too often people get the match and they stop there. Number two, build emergency savings. At the same time, building up emergency savings can help you keep your gains in retirement accounts compounding tax-free over long haul. It's important to have that as a resource because of the unforeseen circumstances happen. You don't want to pull money out of your retirement savings. If you want money, you want your money to have the time in the market to avoid unnecessary penalties of pulling them out. That's allowed. In most cases, on top of paying income tax on the money, you're also going to pay a 10% penalty for withdrawing it before you're age 59 and a half. And if you have a Roth account, more of those in a little later, you can withdraw the money you put into it without penalty before 59 and a half, but any earnings on that money must stay in the account until you have held it for at least five years and are 59 and a half in order to avoid possible taxes and a penalty. There are some exceptions to that, including buying a first home and college costs. And maybe you want to engage in autopilot, too. If you set up regular automatic deductions from checking into savings or investment accounts, even if it's a small amount. Part of the idea here is to sometimes what you don't see in your checking account, you don't miss. And you can always lower the amount it is making if it's making finances too tight. In addition, you can turn your 401k's auto escalation feature. If you've auto-enrolled in a plan, your company may have already tur- tur- turned on that feature, which raises the percentage of salary that you put into the plan by 1% a year. But if you need to uh, log into your plan site, and elect to do it yourself. So try to increase the amount that you're putting away on a regular basis. I suggest, hey, if you go in there and you do like 1% every six months, you're not going to miss it. It's just that it happens and it just keeps building up. Also, another big one is rolling over your 401ks. If you leave a job and you have a small 401k balance, in many cases you're going to get a check from your plan's administrator. 
And it is tempting to spend it. But if you do get that, you're also going to pay a 10% penalty if you're younger than 59 and a half, if you don't roll that into your new employers or into an IRA within 60 days. Rolling over your 401k can be a hassle, but new auto portability services are starting to up more easily roll over and balances to new employers. Also, keep in mind that if you decide that you're going to take that balance out or they send that balance to you, they're required to withhold 20% from that distribution. So they automatically have to hold that 20% back. If you want to do that rollover, you've got to make up that 20%. So short and long of it, do a direct rollover. Do not take that money directly out. Do a direct rollover to your other plan or to your IRA. And talk about Rothifying. You know, if you fit within the income limits to contribute to these accounts, consider opening that Roth account with your after-tax money. The big caveat, more taxable income now, but your tax later rate later in life may not actually be lower than it is when you were working. And, of course, tax rates could go up. And we do expect that to happen in 2026. Roth IRAs and 401ks are a great idea when you're young since your tax bracket rises with income. Longer term, Roths are good for diversifying your tax status of retirement accounts. Retirees who have all their savings in traditional 401ks and IRAs but no Roth account won't have much flexibility to manage their income in retirement and try to stay in a lower tax bracket. So what we're saying here, if you have that Roth account, you have the option of taking a look at what your taxable income is. And maybe you don't want to take all that money out of just the taxable side of the account or out of that IRA rollover. Maybe you want to take money out of some of that money out of the Roth in order to not go into the next tax bracket. One of the things we can do for you, we can sit down, we have a tax program that we can run for you where we can put in your tax return and we can actually go in and do those type of what-ifs for you. So that's one of the services we do offer. Also, you need to consider catch-ups. If you're 50 or over, make extra catch-up contributions if you can. The additional amount that older 401k savers can contribute in 2024 is $7,500. That is on top of your normal contribution. So the maximum next year is for is, is, be 23000 And so you can put away a total of $30,500 if you're over age 50, and that's in tax-deferred savings. And for uh, traditional IRAs, the maximum next contribution next year is 7000 Savers over 50 can put away an additional 1000 so that makes it a total of $8,000 that you can put away. So take advantage of those tax-deferred savings plans. Uh, they work really well. I can guarantee you that. And we're also going to continue to talk about uh, what we can do in, t- in 24. We're going to talk a little bit. It's a little repetition here, but seven new rules for retirement in 24. If you don't plan to retire this next year without understanding that there are new and changing rules around retirement accounts, capital gains, state taxes, and more. So knowing the rules of the game is a starting point for any endeavor. Usually that's the easy part. Then playing the game occupies the rest of one's focus. However, when planning for retirement, people often jump to playing the game before understanding the rules. Certainly, playing the game of retirement offers plenty to analyze where to invest, how much to save, how to diversify and rebalance, when to stop accumulating and stop decumulating, and so on. But in addition to this, the rules and playing board never quite stay the same. Here's a breakdown of some of the recent changes to remember and upcoming ones to keep an eye on if you're planning to retire next year. Number one, inherited IRAs. Basically have a 10-year spend down. So before the SECURE Act in 2019, beneficiaries of individual retirement account could stretch their withdrawals over their lifetime. This enabled the heirs to minimize their additional tax liability year to year. The new required minimum distribution rules, or RMDs, for inherited IRAs means that most beneficiaries must abide by a 10-year withdrawal rule, meaning the entire account must be emptied out by the end of the 10th year after the original owner's account's death. New owners of inherited IRAs should recognize that income tax rates are always subject to change, meaning it could be better to take more distributions earlier if you expect rates to increase in the future. On the flip side, you may not want to take minuscule amounts over the first nine years as you could face a huge tax consequence by liquidating the remainder in year 10. 
And then Medicare Part D premiums are expected to soar. According to a recent study by HealthView Services, Medicare Part D premiums are expected to increase between 42 and 57 percent among the three leading providers in the top five states for seniors. Washington will get in this list too, but California, Florida, New York, Pennsylvania, and Texas. This is the result of the Inflation Reduction Act, which will lower the out-of-pocket maximum drug costs for seniors to $2,000 to 2025. In 2025, that's versus $7,000 today. This comes at a cost with higher premiums are going to be spread the burden. While Social Security benefits will increase with inflation, much of it may be eaten up by higher Part D premiums. The Social Security cost of living adjustment, colon, in 24 will be 3.2% versus an 8.7% boost that you received last year. So what did we just say here? Well, we said that they passed the Inflation Reduction Act. Sounded good, didn't it? But they also reduced the maximum amount of pocket that you pay for drugs for $2,000. But in the process, you're going to pay more in premiums for the insurance that you have. There are no free lunches. Number three, how much did you make before paying any capital gains tax? In 2024, you can earn $47,025 of taxable income before paying any long-term capital gains tax. For married couples filing jointly, it's double that at $94,050. Taxable income is your adjusted gross income minus the greater of your standard or itemized deductions. Then number four, where to retire and pay less taxes. There are 13 states that do not impose state income tax on your Social Security, 401k, and IRA retirement income. The nine without any state income tax, currently at least, Alaska, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, uh, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Wyoming, and Washington. The other four that do have income tax but not Social Security on Social Security and 401k and IRA income are Illinois, Iowa, Mississippi, and Pennsylvania. So keep that in mind if you're looking at moving. Number five, the 529 education plan rollover can start next year. Any unused 529 accounts can be rolled over tax-free to a Roth IRA for the beneficiary. However, there's a $35,000 lifetime cap. Annual rollovers cannot exceed the annual contribution limits. In other words, it can't exceed what you could normally put into an IRA on your own. And the 529 account must have been open for at least 15 years. So interesting process there. I'm not 100% sure that's the best option, but it is one that's available. And number six, Roth 401k and 403b RMDs are going to go away in 24. So starting next year, designated Roth accounts will no longer be subject to RMD rules, conforming with the rules that are already applied to Roth IRA accounts. So in the past, you had to do RMDs off of 401ks and 403bs. You will not have to do that off of Roth 403 401ks and Roth 403bs. And number seven, retirement contribution limits are going to go up. I mentioned that a minute ago, but the, the, the IRS has increased 401k plan contributions from 22500 this year to 23000 next year. So, if you're, And also, if you're over age 50, you're going to add an additional $7,500 for a total of 30500 As for IRAs, Contribution limits are also increasing to $7,000. Catch-up for age 50 is 1000 so a total of $8,000. The income phase-out of Roth IRA contributions also increased. <clears throat> there was a restriction on how much money, if you could put money in a Roth. Next year, if your income is under 146000 you can put money into Roth. If you're married, if it's under 230000 you can put money into a Roth. So just as it's smart to know the rules before you play the game, keep these updates in mind as you plan for retirement in 2024. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. We'll be back shortly. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be a sign that your digestive system isn't working at its best? Taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil fiber powders help promote your daily digestive health using a plant-based fiber called psyllium. The gelling action of this special fiber traps and removes waste so you can feel lighter and more energetic. Metamucil, promoting digestive health for a better you. Learn more at metamucil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy. 
free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. PNW Perks is heading to Ferndale's Cedars Restaurant Thursday at 8 a.m. It's mealtime and you're starving, so what'll it be? It'll be Cedars Restaurant, Ferndale's classic diner and lounge. Why? It's the warm, inviting aroma of home-cooked, scratch-made delicacies fill in the air morning, noon, and night. It's the rich flavors that come from over 40 years of cooking with love. It's the temptation of a hearty meal with huge portions. Or the option to indulge in a refreshing cocktail during the next big game. It's the authentic taste of classic American diner cuisine, served in the heart of Ferndale. It's the irresistible charm of homemade pies and dessert delights. It's Cedars Restaurant on Main Street, so pull up a chair. You're going to love being a part of the Cedars family. Check out the menu at cedarsferndale.com. Thursday at 8 a.m., you can get a $50 gift certificate to Cedars Restaurant in Ferndale for just $25. That's half off at Cedars Restaurant. Get in on the savings while supplies last at pnwperks.com. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Wealth Wake Up Live and pre-recorded for Sunday shows. I mentioned earlier, I'm going to do one show this weekend. Hey, and we are Asset Advisors. We are located out in Ferndale. If you got questions for me, give me a call, 360-733-1200. There have been six initiatives that have been submitted to the Secretary of State of Washington. Uh, Two of those repeal the capital gains tax that was passed by the 2021 and also an income tax ban. I'm going to talk about all six of them today, but I am going to just cover these two of them because these two petitions were um, submitted to the Secretary of State's office. One is I-2109. That's going to repeal the capital gains tax on income for income. And the 2000 I-2111 will bar the state from enacting a state income tax, which uh, a lot of people expect is next in line since they got the capital gains tax in. I-2109 was submitted with over 419,000 signatures. 2111 had over 437,000 signatures. Basically, I-2109 will repeal the capital gains tax. Basically, right now, we feel like it punishes a lot of innovators and family businesses. And uh, the ballot measure is going to repeal the excise tax imposed on the sale or exchange of certain long-term capital gain assets by individuals who have annual capital gains of over 250000 And then I-2111 is no state income tax. Basically, the, the measure would prohibit the state, counties, cities, and other local jurisdictions from imposing a and collecting income taxes defined as having the same meaning as gross income as the Internal Revenue Code does. Both measures are in response to the capital gains income tax, which was passed in 2021. After certification by the Secretary of State, these measures will become bills before the 2024 legislative session. The legislature can then pass these bills, which would make them law. If they take no action, it's going to go to a vote of the people in next year's election. They can also offer an alternative that would appear on alongside of the initiative proposal. Basically, um, we'll continue to talk about these. You're going to see six of these all together. They're going to be popping up. You're going to hear more and more about them as we proceed into next year's election year. We also found that home prices extended their records. They're raising for the ninth straight months. They rose for the, uh, reaching a, a fresh record as buyers battled for a stubbornly tight supply of listings. The national gauge of prices rose six tenths of one percent in October from September, according to seasonally adjusted data from the S and P Court Logic Case Shiller. Seasonally adjusted measure of prices in twenty of the largest cities rose six tenths of one percent. The index measures a period of 30-year mortgage rates while climbing towards 8%. So that's when rates were going up, shutting out increasing numbers of would-be home buyers. Many are current owners who are postponing moves that, that by clinging on to their cheap loans that have landed when borrowing costs were at historic lows. 
The reluctance to sell has left the market starved for listings, keeping prices high for people determined to steal a deal. Um, One of these available choices. On a year-over-year basis, price gains accelerated, climbing 4.8% in October compared to 4% annual increase in September. Detroit had the biggest increase, up 8.1%. San Diego followed that with up 7.2%. New York is up 7.1%. Portland, Oregon was the only one of the 20 cities where prices fell year-over-year. Pressures may ease a bit in coming months. Mortgage rates have now dropped below 7%, somewhere around 66 Many economists expect them to slide further as the Federal Reserve winds down its inflation-fighting efforts. efforts. Lower rates will also give housing hunters a boost in purchasing power and may encourage more owners to list their properties, potentially leading to a softening in prices. The index by uh, Red, Redfin showed that um, the price growth slowed for the third straight month in November, Prices, home prices rose eight-tenths or six-tenths of one percent from October. That's the smallest monthly increase since June, and they were up 6.4% a year earlier, according to the brokerage. Okay, well, you know, we talked a little bit about where you can go to avoid state income taxes. If you're in your retirement money, it's one thing to think about. But we're also finding that a lot of people are just packing it up and they're leaving. And so the top 10 destinations for Americans that are moving abroad, basically they're relocating is what they're doing. In 2021, of course, they always think the grass is greener, 16% of adults worldwide, that's about 900 million people, said they would like to leave their own country permanently, if they could, according to a 2023 Gallup, January 2023 Gallup poll. U.S., Canada, and Germany were the most desired destinations. Though the U.S. is a top destination, many Americans want to move elsewhere. More than 821,000 U.S. citizens relocated to one of 40 countries since 2017. That's according to an analysis of immigration statistics around the world by Hire a Helper, which is a moving resource site. Just last year, 160,000 U.S. citizens relocated to another country for work, study, or family reasons. That's more Americans leaving the country than any year since 2017. So where did the U.S. citizens move in 2022? Well, 21,936 of them moved to the United Kingdom. 19,620 of them moved to Mexico. Third was France with 12,220. Spain was next in line at 11,156. Germany, number five, was 10,510. Canada in the sixth position was 10,415. Australia had 7,640 families. Netherlands had 6,791. Japan had 6,642. And Italy came in the tenth position at 6,599. So the reasons Americans move out of the country will vary. Some may leave the U.S. in search of lower cost of living, lower taxation, or a better quality of life. But large majorities want to move abroad to explore and have an adventure, according to research by the Washington Post. The methodology used here, the Hara Helper analyzed official statistics released by immigration authorities in their respective countries. Moves only include those usually requiring residence uh, permits or visas, such as for work, family, study, and or retirement. But interesting to see people packing it up and packing it on. And we'll finish here uh, today. Uh, Social Security plays a secret Santa. We're signing that millions of Social Security beneficiaries received a holiday time gift showing with that 3.2% cost of living adjustment for 24. And that's uh, like scoring a $200 MX gift card at the uh, office uh, gift swap. But it's not all that Social Security has been doing. There's a few ways the agency uh, bestows financial security on its beneficiary, their survivors and beneficiaries. For example, digitally, the government has worked to bring its services up to standards people expect and beyond. Their online services now allow you to replace a Social Security card or Medicare card, start a benefit application, check in using your mobile phone or uh, for both scheduled and unscheduled Social Security office appointments or services, such as replacing a Social Security card, Verifying benefits, more. 
And, and are you scheduling an appointment at Social Security office? You'll need to call a national number or local office to do that. But to check out all the online services of SSA. Also, <clears throat> gifts to family. Auxiliary Social Security benefits include a measure to support a worker's family members. Spouses can qualify for benefits pay on a work record even if they haven't worked. You've got natural step and adopted children can qualify for benefits if a worker retires, dies, or become disabled. To qualify for the latter, children must be under age 18 or under age 19 if they're full-time students and unmarried. And children with disabilities that begin before that began before age 22 are going to receive benefits on a parent's record, may qualify for benefits as a disabled adult a child. The receive rewards are waiting. Uh, remember that the agony of waiting often gifts as a child, open gifts as a child. Adults are also sometimes impatient to cash out their Social Security. Don't forget you have that 8% retirement credit, the 8% a year to wait beyond your full retirement age. Currently, full retirement age is age 67. Uh, so currently, if you anybody born in 1960 or lady, later, um, so that means you're 63 or over. If you wait till uh, age 70, you're going to get a 24% bonus. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. Don't forget our normal Sunday shows at 9 o'clock tomorrow, and we'll see you next week. H- Happy New Year. Have a great week. And if you've got questions for us, give us a call, 360-733-1200. voiced on the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.